0: Hello and welcome back to Hook of a Book. I'm your host, Ellie Mano, age 14, and for the 147th official episode of Hook of a Book, I'll be reviewing one of the most well-written, heart-wrenching books I have ever read, The Fault in Our Stars by John Green. I've mentioned this before, but I'm a big book crier. I literally cried in two of the Good Girl's Guide to Murder books. They were thrillers. They weren't even meant to be sad. And don't even get me started on Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. So many tears were shed while reading those. The Fault in Our Stars was honestly one of the best books I have ever read. John Green really made me care about the characters to the point where I was devastated when the book ended. The Fault in Our Stars is one of the most famous YA romances ever. Entertainment Weekly even described it as the greatest romance story of this decade. I originally read this book in June, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it ever since. I recommended it to a bunch of my friends at school, and one of them told me she nearly sent me a voice memo of herself just sobbing because of how beautiful this book was. Let me read you a summary of The Fault in Our Stars right now. (music) 16-year-old Hazel has spent the last two years of her life fighting thyroid cancer that has now spread to her lungs. She has always had a terminal diagnosis, even though a miracle medicine has given her a few years. Hazel spends her days reading in her room, barely getting out of the house. She's pretty annoyed that her mom forces her to go to what she calls Cancer Kid Support Group once a week. Hazel feels like this support group is honestly more depressing than uplifting, and she doesn't think it's necessary for her to go. However, during one of the sessions, Hazel meets 17-year-old Augustus Waters. Augustus had cancer in his leg a while ago, but he's been cancer-free for quite some time now. After their first conversation, Hazel and Augustus begin to spend a lot of time together. Hazel feels like Augustus is the only person who truly understands her and what she's going through. He's smart, funny, and he really gets her. Hazel's truly happy for the first time in a long time. However, she recognizes that this newfound happiness can't last forever. Their romance, or whatever this is, has an ending that has already been established for them. Hazel doesn't know how long this miracle medicine will continue to work. And besides, tomorrow is never guaranteed for either of them. They know that better than anyone. As Hazel and Augustus continue to write a love story with a tragic ending already written, they find themselves getting more attached to one another. Hazel begins to see that Augustus really cares about her, and he's willing to make sacrifices to be with her. But when a trip to Amsterdam reveals unexpected secrets that could forever change their relationship, Hazel and Augustus must try to stay close while accepting the unfortunate truth. Their love story doesn't have a happy ending, and it never did. How do you say goodbye to the person you love the most? How can one of them go on without the other? Hazel and Augustus will need to learn to accept that not every good thing can last forever, and they need to make the most of the time they have together before it's too late. Like I said before, The Fault in Our Stars is written by John Green, who happens to be the guy that makes the crash course videos that history teachers are always playing. After reading this book, I listened to some podcast episodes that he's appeared on, and I was really invested in the story of how this book came to be. I recommend looking the story up if you're interested. The Fault in Our Stars is one of the most beautifully written books I've ever read, and it has a really great movie adaptation too. Fun fact, the actress who plays Hazel in the movie also played Tris in the Divergent movie adaptation. Let me read you a passage from The Fault in Our Stars right now. Mom pulled into the circular driveway behind the church at 4.56. I pretended to fiddle with my oxygen tank for just a second to kill time. Do you want me to carry it in for you? No, it's fine, I said. The cylindrical green tank only weighed a few pounds, and I had this little steel cart to wheel it around behind me. It delivered two liters of oxygen to me each minute through a cannula, a transparent tube that split just beneath my neck, wrapped behind my ears, and then reunited in my nostrils. The contraption was necessary because my lungs sucked at being lungs. I love you, she said as I got out. You too, Mom. See you at six. Make friends, she said through the rolled down window as I walked away. I didn't want to take the elevator because the elevator is a last days kind of activity at support group, so I took the stairs. I grabbed a cookie and poured some lemonade into a Dixie cup and then turned around. A boy was staring at me. I was quite sure I'd never seen him before. Long and leanly muscular, he was dwarfed in the molded plastic elementary school chair he was sitting in. Mahogany hair, straight and short. He looked my age, maybe a year older, and he sat with his tailbone against the edge of the chair, his posture aggressively poor, one hand half in a pocket of dark jeans. I looked away, suddenly conscious of my insufficiencies. I was wearing old jeans, which had once been tight but now sagged in weird places, and a yellow t-shirt advertising a band I didn't even like anymore. And also my hair. I had this page boy haircut, and I hadn't been bothered to, like, brush it. Furthermore, I had ridiculously fat chipmunk cheeks, a side effect of treatment. I looked like a normally proportioned person with a balloon for a head. This was not even to mention the cankle situation. And yet, I cut a glance to him. His eyes were still on me. It occurred to me why they called it eye contact. I walked into the circle and sat down next to Isaac, two seats away from the boy. I glanced again. He was still watching me. Look, let me just say it. He was hot. A non-hot boy stares at you relentlessly and it's, well, at best, awkward and at worst, a form of assault. But a hot boy, well. I pulled out my phone and clicked it so it would display the time. 4.59. The circle filled in with the unlucky 12 to 18s and then Patrick started us out with a serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The guy was still staring at me. I felt rather blushy. I chose to read that passage to you because it takes place when Hazel first sees Augustus at the support group. They haven't been properly introduced yet, but Hazel is automatically interested in meeting him the second she sees him. I really loved Augustus as a character. He and Hazel were just so intriguing. I really would consider this book the epitome of YA romance. It was Time Magazine's number one fiction book of the year when it was released and it totally deserves that spot. Hey, do you know what time it is? It's time for some things you need to know before reading this book. So in The Fault in Our Stars, there is some cursing as well as a lot of medical scenes. There's also some romantic references and one non-descriptive scene. Overall, I'd say this amazing book is good for ages 13 and up. Now it's time for the last segment on Hook of a Book, One Emotion. You know the rules. Okay, drumroll please. The emotion I felt when finishing this book was awe. Honestly, this was just a heartbreaking book in a good way. I really cared about the characters and I was just in awe of the writing the whole time. Thank you so much for listening to Hook of a Book this week. If you have a book you want me to review on the show, you can email me at hookofabookpodcast.gmail.com or leave your request in a comment on Spotify. You can also send in a voice message that might be featured on a future episode. The links are in the episode description. To stay up to date with all things Hook of a Book related, you can check out Hook of a Book's Instagram. Sometimes additional book recommendations that aren't on the show will be featured there. The link is in the podcast description. Have a great week, you guys, and keep on reading. Ellie out.